Well, hello, everybody. Yes, it must be Sunday. It must be Sunday about 4 o'clock because here I am. There you are. Appreciate you tuning in on Sundays and listen to the KDK9 show. And Carly is here, so all is right with the world. Hello. There we go. So we made another week. No major snowstorms. Just a little bit of plowing last I forget. I've lost track on what days the snow. Uh, yeah, me too. It was supposed to snow this morning. My husband had been waiting since 3 o'clock this morning because they said it was going to be early and yeah. it'd be done by noon. Yeah. And so on. And then, well, up in Hugo, we got nothing. I don't we, know. We uh, nothing. Well, we might have gotten a little, but. Yeah, we didn't even get nothing. It, it blew. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it was, but that's about it. That may have been what so you I might have thought it was. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, it was uh, uh, snowing, but it wasn't. It was just yeah. blowing. So. So anyway, so yeah, so it, I've, I've, uh, and then I guess it's supposed to snow on Wednesday again, maybe four inches and the next Saturday again, but you know what? Yeah. Look, it was supposed to snow today and it didn't. Yeah. It still says snow showers for today. Well, and then must be south of the city. So Wednesday I know it was coming snow, up from down south. Friday so. snow. Yeah. Saturday snow. Snow. Yep. Oh, well. We can, we'll hang in there. But, what? you know, I always tell people, I'm like, it's not the spring equinox. Yeah. yeah, right. I think it's equinox, not solstice, right? Right. Yeah. But March 22 or 21 is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and then we go into daylight savings time, I think, the next week after that. Yeah. Yep. It's I coming. I can't wait for that. You guys, Leave it's coming. Work and it's going to be my, light. My dad said last night, he was like, Carly, it's staying lighter a yes, little later. Yeah, well, and quarter to like, six, yeah, yeah. I, I could still see, I yeah. could do chores yeah. and still see everything. And I, Yeah, well, I... Yeah, I was cooped up because I was redoing lesson plans. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) Anyway, um, and I, so I literally had not looked out a window and then I finally popped up and I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Cool. Funny. All righty then. Well, hopefully you guys got some great questions for me today. So we got a couple guests today. We're going to have Christopher Otto uh, on Red Cape CPR training. And then we are going to have uh, Janelle and Wendy on in the 5 o'clock hour at 5 o'clock. Fairview uh, Home Care and Hospice Therapy Dogs. Because they're looking for therapy dogs and people, you know, so to help out with their parent programs. So so we're going to be talking to them along with answering all your questions in between time. So since we've got uh, Christopher Otto Home Need on, why don't we just go straight to him? All right. Hey, Christopher, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Can you hear good. me? Oh, yep. Hear you now. You've can, you got a good radio voice. Good. That's good. Now so next, you. Ne- <laughs> thanks. <laughs> now next, you're going to be calling. I want my own radio song. But anyway, okay, Christopher. Okay, you started something new here. It's called Red, Red Cape CPR Training. Okay, why don't you explain to my listeners what exactly that is? Okay, well, we're a mobile CPR training company with a heart. Uh, pun is actually intended. Intended. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, I'm the instructor with Red Cape CPR, and we offer certifications in CPR and first aid for pets as well as people. Okay. I have uh, training through the American Red Cross and also uh, Pro Pet Heroes, who I offer the, the pet CPR training through. Okay, and okay. So now, when you the, the pet peep, uh, CPR training, is that for dogs, cats, iguanas? You know, what what are we talking about? Uh, it can be open to, to many animals, actually, uh, there's some birds that, that I'm, I'm looking more into, and also uh, lizards as well, mm. uh, rabbits, anything. It's all similar uh, similar uh, science. It's just all about positioning and uh, knowing the anatomy of the different animals. So now with the CPR, does this involve the mass at all? 
you know, where you um, hit no, everybody, or is this is just you knowing like uh, how to, you will see it regular for people where it's pump, pump, however they, how the beat goes. I'm not sure. I have never done it. So maybe I need to sign right. up for this, but anyway. well, it's, it's, the, it's the same concept. It's just, like I said, a different positioning. So for different dogs, it would be different. Uh, for the breathing techniques as well as the compressions, depending on the size of the dog and the shape of the dog, actually. Oh, well, yeah, obviously a, a toy poodle like my little three-pound Ethel will be a lot different than a 200-pound St. Bernard, right? Right. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> right, it would be about the, the positioning and where you put your hands and uh, and so forth. Okay, now these classes, you're saying that they're mobile. So how can can people, like, can a VF, uh, somebody hold it at a VFW or, like, there's a lot of rescue groups, you know, they can can they have you come in or, you know, how does that work? Oh, absolutely. If we have, if, if they have the space, then we have all the equipment, then we can, we can just come in with all the equipment. And then we also rent spaces in the community and also uh, utilize some community spaces that Hero Plumbing uh, offers to the community to help out, uh, to give back. So, okay. so there's a couple of different options that we have. And, and as we say, we're traveling, so we can come to you if you have the space as well. Okay. And then now, does, does this cost us anything? Like, okay, let's say I have Katie's K and Beating School up in Hugo. Okay, let's say mm-hmm. I want you to come out and do a class at my place. Now, am I paying you, you know, to come out, or and then am I charging per person? How, how is that working? Uh, how it goes is we would uh, schedule classes, and then it would be up to 8 to 10 would be an ideal class size. Okay. And we charge individually per student. Okay. Uh, but we also have a group rate, so like, say, if a group of three or more people had signed up, at the same time, then it'd be a discounted rate for that. And then we can also create groups as well and create classes according to people's needs. Okay. This would be something great for rescue organizations to have or for, um, like, you know, colleague, you know, the, the different um, the breed clubs you right. know, to, to have you... Because it really is, I still remember a commercial a long time ago, you know, most people can jumpstart a car, but hardly anybody can jumpstart a life. Mm-hmm. And and, right. and and that really is very, very true. And so uh, that's why, it, especially with our animals, it's, oh, unfortunately, get me on going on this one. Our animals are becoming so obese that a lot of them are having heart issues. And, right. uh, and so this is something very crucial that everybody should know. Now, when you do the class, is it, do you do come in and just specifically do it for animals or then just, or is it like a two in one where you'll learn, a, you know, human and animals or how does it work? Uh, the human and animals will be two separate classes. So Okay. Okay. And they would cover, they'd be specific to each one. The, the human part is uh, specific to the American Red Cross curriculum. Okay. Which is exact current up-to-date curriculum that uh, they, they're using right mm. now. And, uh, okay. and then, so the other pet would be separate. But we would have a, a combo package where someone could get a deal where I could get both in a, in a deal, in a package deal. But it would uh, be two separate. Two separate two classes. Two separate dates, right. Right, okay. And then we also, I wanted to mention too, we want to offer special rates to rescues and first responders as well because I know that there's limited funds for those right. kinds of things and we want to help out with that as much as we can. That is really good. Because and, it's really important. We feel it's really important for people to know these kind of things. And how long have you been doing this? I've been a CPR instructor for a little under four years and I just... Within the last year, I've been doing a pet CPR. Well, that's really, you know, and that's it's a need out there. It really is. And because otherwise, well, I don't, are you familiar with BART? Uh, BART is uh, the one teaching uh, the fire people. Right, about, yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah and so they, they, they were, you, you know, because I helped bring them to Hugo for the Hugo fire guys to know that. And then they, they get masks for different size spaces of cats, dogs, and such like that. And right. so and that's so important. And this is so important also for just every pet owner. Because once you know it, 
I, I, you know, it's, uh, I believe for people that I know that have taken it, it's like riding a bike. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you just don't think about it. You just jump in, and it just comes flooding back somehow. Right, exactly. Just like regular sea trail would be for anyone that's had it before, too. Right. Now, do you have any uh, classes coming up, like pet classes that uh, somebody can s- sign up for, and how they go about that, or what? Yes, we do, actually. Um, I have a, a Facebook business business page, and it has, under the event, it has all the dates as well. But I can tell you there's a few dates coming up. Well, why don't you give us a Facebook page to go to first? Okay, it would be Red Cape CPR Training. Okay, just Red Cape, C-A-P-E, right? Right. And then CPR, and then training, correct? Right, correct. Okay, Red Cape CPR Training. That's on your Facebook. Okay, right. so then you got all your information, because you're, in you're in the process of building a website, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, and so then, yeah, do you got anything interesting that are coming up right now? That you can shout out. Uh, there's a couple on uh, February 20th and the 28th. There's some pet. There's two pet CPR classes coming up. Uh, they're filling up, but I believe there's at least three to four spots in each of those. And then there's three dates in March: the first, the 10th, and 24th. And then again on April 13th. And they're all uh, Minneapolis locations. Okay. And so to find out all that, that they have to go to your Facebook page, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Is there a phone number they can give you a holler to? Uh, yes, the number will be 651-206-5851. Okay. Do you say 651 or 612? 651. Okay. Yeah, I got a good memory, but it's real short. <laughs> but anyway. But, uh, yeah, so this so that's called Red Cape CPR Training, and you're mobile, so you will go to, like, you know, any rescue groups or whatever, and you got discounts, you know, for those. And then also, like, uh, uh, dog breed clubs, uh, you know, they have meetings every so often. This mm-hmm. would be a, a really good one. Can you kind of give a, give me a price range? You know, what are we looking at here? Uh, it's, it's Individually, it's $75 per student. Okay. And then the discounted rate would be for three or more in a oh, group. Okay, okay. Because yeah, because then people are saying, "Well, what does he charge? Five hundred bucks?" <laughs> right. So you know, we just kind of want a ballpark figure on this. So, but no, that is uh, that's good to know. I'm so glad you started this, Christopher, and um, sending me the emails and know the right word to put in the headliner. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and funny. the email address is the same: redcapecpr at gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put this, you know, on my website too, on a radio show topic. So in case anybody has any questions and anyway, so yeah, so I appreciate you calling in and doing what you do and hopefully that uh, we'll see more of you, uh, you know, around here that you're, you'll get out and about uh, on different things. And so we'll, we'll know your friendly face. Okay. We'll be out at a few events, uh, Wings, Tails and Scales, Hastings Armory. Oh, good. Uh, Central Park and Woodbury and the Corky races in June. So we're, oh, nice. we're going to be out and about. So We need to get you to out. the Bark for Life in Stillwater. We have Bark for Life in Stillwater. I think that's May 11th or something like that, that okay. we need to get you there because this is something, like I say, the more you're out there, the more people are going to start. You know what? We need to do that So because it is really imp- something important to know. So, okay? Great. Okay. Well, you have well, a grand you day much. and you have a, yes, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Christopher. Christopher Otto from Red Cape CPR Training at gmail.com, I would imagine. But anyway, okay, what do you get when you cross a dog and a daisy? We'll be back. All righty then. Thank you. Hey, the lines are open. Let's start the calls. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. So give us a holler and give us your cat question or your dog question. No husband, wife, or kid questions, okay? All right, let's see. What da, 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 da. What do you guess get when you cross a dog and a daisy? Um, a dog and a daisy. Yeah, think about it, think about it, think about it. Um, um, a uh, cauliflower. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. All right. There okay. That's a good one. There I'll go. take that. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I suppose I should have said, we, what, what do you get when you cross a dog and, oh, I did, and a daisy, a cauliflower. Okay. But it would have been, what do you, what do you, uh, it should have been like, what do you get when you cross a collie? And a flower? No, and a daisy. Oh, and a daisy. Okay. Okay. Because a collie is a type of dog, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very right. good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Good, good, because good. Because dog could be like, it could be like St. Bernard flower. There you go. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Anyway. That's very true. There. Let's not overanalyze. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Hey, open lines, guys. You can get jump right in. 651-641-1071. So give a holler. Say, in, in case you haven't heard or you haven't seen on the internet or my Katie Canine Facebook page, uh, Chuck and Don's uh, Pet Food Warehouse got bought out by a financial group. It was as of January 1st, and now it's just kind of leaking out. And so the thing is, is a lot of people are all bummed out about this. You know, people, they're a business, all right? They're a business. So, that you know, there's plenty of other great places to shop that maybe you weren't even aware of because you were so bent, you know, going on to Chuck and Don's. You know, there's Angel's Pet Supply down in Hudson. We've got four of her pets in uh, Oakdale. We've got Atlas Pet Supply in Stillwater and Blaine. we got For Pet's Sake in Blaine. We've got uh, Pet Supply Plus at Vadness Heights and some other ones. Uh, we got Pet Evolution, uh, the Urban Tail. There's so many different places. There's BuddiesFoodDelivery.com. BuddiesFoodDelivery.com. They'll deli- they're locally owned, and Mark and Alec uh, own that, and they're awesome people. You know what I mean? So do local. You know, a lot of people were upset that, well, geez, you know, Tucker Down was local. Well, they were, you know, but then they grew real fast. They had a gazillion stores here in the cities and then in Kansas and in Denver. So they were no longer local folks. So, you know, so people, so like I said, start looking for newer ones. We don't know what they're going to do because it's sold to a financial group. So whether they're going to, I imagine they're going to maybe sell them off individually or whatever type thing. So, but, you know, look around. There's other great mom and pop shops, you know, to you know, to, uh, to shop at. So if you want to know other places, just give me a holler for Katie's canine. I'll give you a list or just go and, and Google, uh, pet stores around you. So there, there's great many out there. All right. So don't hit the fan. We got plenty of shopping for places for you to go to. Okay. Okay. Once again, 651-641-1071. Okay. Who's up? All right. We have Kim on the line and Kim has a question about, um, her dog and anal glands. All yeah. right. There we go. Hi, Kim. How you doing? I'm doing good. Do you want me to turn my radio off? Yeah, or? that would be good. So we don't get the, you know, whereas I, I, I listen to myself talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. What All kind right. of dog? I have a 11 pound half poodle, half Havanese named Tootsie. Oh, Tootsie. Okay. And in the last six months or so, she's had increasing issues with needing to get her anal glands expressed. All right. And I have been reading conflicting information online about whether you should keep bringing them in every so often because it can make those muscles weaken. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out what's causing it. And at the vet, they're telling me some dogs this just happens to. Mm -hmm. So I'd like some Katie wisdom. Yeah. Usually most uh, anal uh, gland problems are due to diet. 
And so by changing okay. the diet, that will take care of most of the problems. There are some dogs who are just it, it, heredity, you know, her, you know, they inherited, you know, bad ones. Uh, but the yeah. majority, it has to do with what you're feeding the dog. So the big question is, what are you feeding the dog? Yeah, so I had been feeding her from hard food and kind of going back and forth between um, kind of the grain-free and then a weight management. Just She is a little bit overweight. She doesn't get quite as much exercise in the winter, so that's when I tend to do the weight management. Mm -hmm. Recently, I just switched her to um, some the raw frozen, you know, little pellets by... Um, I can't remember the name, but I get it at Chuck and Don. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Anyway, and she likes that. I also had tried giving her pumpkin to increase her fiber. Right. Because you know, her, her stools are pretty solid, and I know that that's, they've got to be solid. And right. Express, express those plants. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I do think it's improved some with the raw mm -hmm. diet. Yep. Um, is, this, is this the only dog you have? Yeah. Okay. I would strongly suggest to do that. Rotate out of and get into like the uh, the raw, the the freeze dried, and the dehydrated. All right. Okay. Is what I would do, and then add canned pumpkin because there's not enough fiber in any of those. Or squash. Yeah. It could be sweet potatoes. You know, uh, spaghetti squash. Any squash is high okay. in fiber. All right. I would also, for a little while, I'd add some probiotics and digestive enzymes. You know, just okay. to get the gut system going better. Because you said that this has just started a couple months ago. Well, it's been increasing over the last six months to where I'm having to bring her in like every. Well, about every three weeks, she starts scooting again. Okay. And when I brought her in just this last, I brought her in on Friday, and they said her glands were, like, filled up the size of a grape on each side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was just in, like, three weeks. Okay. So. Yeah, but I think if you change your diet, and see, now, one thing, when people feed the, the raw, like, out of the freezer, you know, that type, you know, yeah. the formulated raw, what you always have to remember is all food for both dogs and cats has to be fed at room temperature. It could not, I was yeah. amazed at how many people literally take the frozen patties and give it to the dog <laughs> or try oh, to give it to the cat. And so, no, you want it, to, you know, thawed and then room temperature, then add your supplements and then give it to the dog. I always put a little bit of warm water in it anyway, you know, and okay. then, um, like I say, the canned pumpkin, the sweet potatoes or whatever. I would rotate her totally over into that for right now for at least two, three months and just okay. see how the anal sacs behave. All right. All right. So and then uh, and then go from there. And then if they're behaving, you know, then you can add in, you know, some freeze dry or you can do freeze dried anyway. Uh, and then you yeah. can add in some uh, dehydrated or then maybe every once, maybe two days a week, you got her on some, you know, d dry kibble, you know, dry food. But just okay. kind of, so but the thing is, is you want to empty the system out and get it to repair itself. Do the probiotics yeah. and the digestive enzymes. And just see if that will settle her system down. But she, like I say, will definitely need some more, you know, fiber from the, the pumpkin. And at, what did you say, 10 pounds? 11 pounds? Yeah. Okay, and yeah. also, too, now, now you got to remember, okay, she's overweight. So don't feed yeah. according to what, and how old is she, you say she is? Three. Three, okay. Okay, because the thing, now her system is really coming to a screaming halt because she's done growing. Okay, because yeah. like with mine, like raw beast, so, you know, my 10-pounder uh, Yorkie, Karen Terrier, Gilligan, they yeah. have him at, I think it was three patties a day. If I would have gave him three patties, I'd have a sausage on my hands. Yeah, okay, he yeah. gets he gets a patty and a half a day. 
is what he gets. Okay. I give him the, a whole patty in the morning, a half a patty at night, and I put some pumpkin in with the half a patty at night to give him a little bit more of a filler, you know, type thing. And so, yeah, uh, yeah but, but that's what I mean is every time, no matter what you feed, whether it's dehydrated, freeze-dried, raw, uh, kibble, that's a starting point. They don't know what your dog does all day and if it needs to gain weight yeah. or lose weight. And when you try to lose weight with the dog, you always feed the bulk of the food in the morning and a light dinner. Now, are you okay. a treat person? Do you give treats during the day? She does get treats. Um, not Well, I'm gone during the day, so she gets fed in the morning and fed at night. So I will feed her more in the morning than at night. Mm-hmm. But in the evening, she gets something. Well, I do give her a treat when I get home. Okay, like but, what? Um, like what do you give her? Well, I, I mean, I've got an assortment of different things, but I've got the little marrow, you know, treats. And okay. um, they've got some grains in there, though. I didn't know if it was the grains that was causing her. No, issue. it's just plain calories. And so what I would do, you know, your little fortitude of, of treats there, throw them all. And what you're going to okay. do is you're going to do uh, veggies all kind, green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli. That is going to okay. make a little dish in the refrigerator. You know, and when you get home, take some out and put them on the, on the and, and then during the night, during the evening, you take from that little plate and give her a couple little here and a couple, because they're basically, now carrots are, have a lot of sugar, all right? Oh, they do. Okay, you bet. Yeah. So you want to stay away from the carrots when you're trying to get weight off the dog. All right, okay. but cauliflower dogs for some reason love cauliflowers, and I know why because it stinks like roadkill. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. right. <laughs> Do you want to hold on a second? We got to run a break, so hold on a second, can you? All right. Okay. Okay. What's what's a cow's favorite game? What's a cow's favorite game? Thank you for tuning in and t- spending this afternoon with me. Greatly appreciate it. Got open lines. Doesn't happen very often, so give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay. What's a cow's favorite game? Um, musical tears. Okay, I knew it had to do with moo, but I was like, "What game?" Musical tears. Musical tears. There you go. That's good. Okay, we're talking to Kim. She's got a little eleven pounder that has uh, anal gland issues, and that usually has to do with food. And because she's got a smaller dog, uh, like I said, hopefully that you know you can, like I say, by going to the formulated raw. I use raw bistro, uh, OC raw, and Tucker's. Those are the three that I kind of like myself that I rotate through. Okay, <clears throat> but anyway, and then Kim, are you still with us? Yeah, oh, I am. Okay, and then now, as far as the treats, like I said, the treats is that yeah. uh, just take a little, you know, uh, take some, whether it be green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli, and just kind of break them up, and may have like a little uh, Tupperware thing, you know, in your fridge that when you come home, you take it out, uh, some out, put it on a plate, and that's your rations for the evening. Okay. Okay. So, and all and right. and don't go beyond that. And also, do you give chewies at all? For her to chew yeah, on? Like she what? She likes to chew. She likes pig's ears. Okay, we're going to toss those. Okay. okay. What's the next thing? Uh, and then she got bored with the bully sticks. Okay. Now, you know bully um, sticks are, have the highest carcinogens, right? Because they're cow penises, oh, so they're very yeah. high in carcinogens. And so if okay. you're going to choose to give those, the biggest thing to do is maybe once a, one little tiny bun once a year. All right. Oh, really? Okay. So, okay. 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 So the, just because they make stuff doesn't mean we should be giving it to our pets. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So what other options would you recommend for chewing? Well, the thing is, is that what happens is that people just don't realize a dog needs to chew when their teeth are coming and going like from, at four months till about 10 months. You know, the teeth yeah. are leaving, the new teeth are coming in. Okay. Chewing after that on a regular basis, you create a smoking habit. The dog doesn't know how to just be still and hang out and just, you know, and just, you know, oh. exist without having to chew, 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 chew. All right. Yeah. So what you want to start doing is weaning her that she can just hang out. She go take 
a nap in her bed or she can sit and watch you. She doesn't have to chronically be chewing. Because you do want to okay. chew, have them chew once in a while, you know, to keep the teeth clean and such like that. But that's what you, you want to use, like a raw butcher bone, like maybe a lamb bone and or a beef bone end, uh, you know, something that she has to turn her head. Do not get the round bones that have the marrow in the center because they lick that marrow out and then a lot of times that hole, the, the, God knows how it happens, I have no idea, but the thing is they wind up getting that that bone caught on their bottom jaw and now you have to oh. take them in, have them put under to have that bone sawed off their jaw. So the only oh thing God. you want is anything that's a, a gnawable, alright? Gnawable is what we call okay. like a uh, uh, a joint or a knuckle bone, you know, type thing. Yeah. I give my yeah. ten pounder uh, up at Four Perfect Pets in North St. Paul. She's got a freezer full of uh, of different size bones, and I get him the knuckle um, uh, uh, lamb bones because too big. Okay. He does it. He's not interested in it, and and right. and so that's why I have to get those for him. All right, but the thing is, is and that's dinner. Then if you give her a raw bone, that's dinner. She doesn't get anything else to eat. That's dinner. All right. Okay. All right. And then and then no. that's oh, go ahead. What about the dental bone thing? Yep. Now I'm not a fan, and because if you read them, calories. Yeah. Well, number one, the calorie. But see, what it is is same with greenies. Greenies is my big arch enemy. If you read it, it's potato starch. You could make your yeah. own greenie and your own chewies by just taking a cookie cutter, take the spray uh, uh, starch, spray it in yeah. there, put some green coloring in there. You just made yourself a, a dental bone and you just made yourself a, a greenie. Okay? And, oh, and it gums up their digestive system so they can't, uh, it coats it. I had one chihuahua come through that had to do a doo-doo and it, it, literally the slime came out with this little green pea and I looked at it and I said, let me guess, your dog likes greenies. Oh, he just loves them. I'm like, well, you better oh. stop him because you're gumming up that digestive system, something terrible. So a lot of okay. di- digestive disorders happen when these are done on a regular basis. Just because your dog likes it doesn't mean they should get it. All right? Yeah. And so that's okay. why, like I say, the raw butcher bones. But to teach your dog just to hang out. You know, you could take yeah. a Kong, you know, and put a little bit of plain yogurt in there and a couple of green beans and a couple uh, uh, cauliflower sprigs or whatever so that they can roll and lay in and, and kind of play with that. Okay, but yeah, yet it's healthy yeah. stuff. And then there again, take that away at dinner time. You know, so you got to compensate and not just be giving all the goods. You know, the the food, and then here's some more treats for you too. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's okay, why. And then one, one other quick question then about the probiotic. Is this something I? I mean, is like, can I? Do I need to go to the pet store and get special? Do you dog take? Do you, okay, well they do have dog probiotics. Do you take probiotics? Yeah. Okay, give him one of yours. Give him half of one of yours. Okay. And you'll be fine. You take the... Yep, it should be work out because that that put the good enzymes and stuff like that in in her gut system, okay. okay. And so uh, overall, dogs cannot go wrong with digestive enzymes, and same with cats and probiotics because, like I said, most of the time stress and, and vaccinations and just stuff have really depreciated that enzymes in there. And so, like right now, I'm on a heavy duty antibiotic because I've got uh, an infection in my kidney. But then I'm also taking two different kinds of probiotics in between. So I'm taking two, four, six. Uh, 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 probiotics a day plus three antibiotics a day. 
All right. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so the thing is, because you cannot, you got, you know, you you got to stay on top of that because our eighty five percent of our well being is in our gut system. All right. If our gut system yeah. is in the toilet, we're in the toilet. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's why, like I say, you can't go wrong. But you can go to like vitalplanet.com, natural or animalessentials.com. They have great probiotics and digestive enzymes and um, whole food supplements. Uh, and you can check your local pet stores. You know, like Four Perfect Pets uh, up in uh, Oakdale, and she's got everything. And if she ain't got it, you don't need it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, and like I said, there's a lot of, now they're stepping up, you know, total dog company uh, off of 169 and 36, I think it is. She's got a good array of it. You know, so just call and say what kind of probiotics and digestive enzymes do you have? And then just go from there. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been so helpful. Good, good. Keep me posted on how this works out. Okay. All right. We'll do it. I appreciate thank it. You. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, but that's the whole thing. When it's anal sacs, whether it, you know it's a big dog, little dog, it all comes down to the diet. You know, right, right in there. Everybody thought it used to be the old uh, thing that dog is butt scooting that is worms. You know, we got to worm them. We got to worm them. It has nothing to do with it. It's just that those that the anal glands are what gives each dog their individual scent. That's why dogs go and stick their nose and like, oh, that's who you are. I smelt you down the road a little bit, you know. And that's just the way it is. So. Okay, let's head for the phone lines. Okay, we're going to talk to Jaren. Jaren has a question about making a dog more confident okay. in actually being a dog. All right, and being a dog. Yeah. Hey, Jaren, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. What kind of pupper needs a little confidence building? Well, I have a four-year-old rescue. She's a lab pit mix, I believe. Okay. And... When we got her from rescue, she had just recently been hit by a car. Oh, bummer. And prior to that, I don't know where she came from, but she doesn't understand being a dog. She's very calm, very loving, but she doesn't play with toys. She's afraid of the squeaking noise. She doesn't play with, um, you know, like tug of war. Mm -hmm. She'll wrestle and play around with you, but when it comes to toys, she doesn't have a clue, and she wants nothing to do with them. Okay. And she's a little, she's very skittish, so loud noises, um, you know, strange people initially. She'll, you know, shy away from them. So just trying to find ways to help boost her confidence and make her realize that she's a dog and we can play. <laughs> okay, is this the only dog you have? Yes. Okay, in your life or in your family or your circle, do you have any other dogs that are just a very easygoing dog that accepts other dogs well? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, we see funny daycare. She's great with her dogs, and she'll play with you. Okay, hold on. You're jumping all over the place. Are you driving? Pull over? <laughs> because you're jumping all. Can't, can't get a word what you just said <clears throat> as far as there because you're, you're, you're jumping all over the place. Uh, the big thing is is that when you're building a confidence in dogs, you want to find a, a dog that she gets a, you know, any dog gets along with that is very calm, easygoing, that they can follow and gain some confidence from. Okay, people are really upset when dogs won't play ball or anything. You know what? As long as she will interact with you and have fun with you, that's, that's the name of the game. So what if she doesn't play with the ball? That's your problem, okay? That's not the dog's problem. But what you do want to work on is it like, like not be skittish of people or noises and such like that and build confidence that way. And how you build confidence that way is a couple of things. Number one, you get a trick book and you have everybody in the family pick out a trick. And now they're going to teach that dog an individual 
different tricks. Now the dog has to sit still, focus, look to you for direction, all right? So now you're empowering her brain. You're putting more input into her brain, which will gain more confidence. Okay, then the, okay. what is this game? Where you go up to anything. You go up to, let's say there's a shoe by the front door. Go up to the shoe and touch it with your hand or your pointer finger or whatever. And in a laughing voice, go, what is this? What is this? What is this? Okay, just keep saying, what is this? Now, anytime the dog takes one step for, you know, towards whatever, don't ever drag the dog up to it. Keep her on a leash so she can't run from it, okay? But never pull her up to it. It has to be her idea. So then what happens is that, what is this? Now, let's say she, you know, she gets low. She wants to come up to it, but she's scared. Okay, but just any movement for forward stop saying what is this and go and pet her and go yeah you good job oh look at you being brave oh look at you good job then go back to what is this what is this eventually we want is her to get her all the way up there brave enough and touch it with her nose and then yay you yay you and then eventually you keep saying what is this she's just go oh it's just a shoe i got that one and so you just do that with different things throughout the house you know somebody's okay. pants is over a over a chair go up to that what is what is this? When people come over to the house, put her on a leash and tell everybody, don't look at them, don't touch them, don't just walk on by. Have you ever noticed, you know, people that don't like dogs or cats, they always complain that I don't like dogs and cats. And the minute I go into a house with a dog or cat, they like it's like a magnet. They attach to me. You know why? Is yep. because you're not getting into that dog's face and space and that cat's face and space. And they can size you up and come and check you up. Out, what makes them more comfortable all right but people that Got insist it. on getting into their face and space that makes that that's makes the opposite of a magnet it repels them and the and the animal the pet the dog or a cat wants to head for the hills can you hold on a sec we got to run the break so hold on yep. and we'll talk we'll discuss this more all right okay what kind of keys never unlock anything what kind of keys never unlock anything we'll be back all right, thank you for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. Go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine Show page, and you can get to my website for Katie Canine, see what classes I got coming up. You can get to my Katie Canine Facebook page, which I post a lot of funny stuff and a lot of informational stuff you need to know as a pet owner, whether you've got dogs or cats. And then also remember, uh, podcast, podcast, podcast. You can take me anywhere you want. Uh, you can download the podcast and listen to any place that you go, whether it's walking or in the car or whatever type of thing. So, so remember that. I'm podcast. You can catch that all on mytalk1071.com, the Katie Canine Show page. All right. What kind of keys never unlock anything? Um, I don't know. Monkeys, turkeys, donkeys. Oh, monkeys can unlock things. What kind of keys? Oh, Okay. Okay. What kind of keys? Not can these. Okay. I was like, monkeys well, can do that. Well, sometimes we'll see. I just watched uh, Night of the Museum. I haven't seen that in a long time. Which one? Night. The first one. Oh, okay. I like the first okay. one. I don't okay. like the okay. second one as well. Yeah. I like the first one. And then with that monkey in there, always stealing yes. his keys. I thought that was funny. Okay, well, we, we lost the gal that we were talking about, her lab pit mix that was shy. But the biggest thing, folks, when you're trying to, you know, slowly you've got to bring the, build the confidence in these dogs. The worst thing you can do is take them to dog parks, dog play groups. What you got to do is individual. You got to work on this, okay? Put them on a leash when people come over and tell everybody to walk on by. Don't look at them. Don't touch them. Don't anything. Let the, let the dog, um, you know, come into 
to their face and space, and they are never to pet that dog. You can give them treats that they can lob to the dog, but the hand never gets extended. And the big thing is to play this, what is this game outside? You know, go up to a tree. What is this? What is this? You know, a blade of grass or a thing of snow. <laughs> but anyway, just so and any and a reward. Oh, good job. Good job. Any one foot forward, stop what you're doing. Praise, praise, praise. And just keep building that confidence. And then, um, uh, don't, uh, like I said, don't go to dog parks. Don't go to places that are very loud and noisy because that's going to unnerve. Remember with my three-pound Ethel, um, she was a hoarder. She didn't know what humans were for. It took me two years to build her confidence where she is running with the rest of them. You know, And if you have another dog, that another dog can teach that dog. Gilligan taught Ethel to run and fetch something. She followed his lead, okay, saw what a fun it was and how happy everybody was, and she did it. So that's what you got to do is you find yourself another dog, not bring one home, but I mean, I mean, just in your in your circle that your dog gets along with and get together for play dates and then that dog will start following that dog's lead but do it in baby steps baby steps teach you know tricks a lot of tricks are click and treat i'll throw the clicker and just use the trick the treat pet first treat second okay okay who's up okay we're going to talk to diane and diane has a question about a dog that's pulling all right she'll explain a little bit more okay hi diane how you doing Oh, hi. Hi, hi. What kind of dog? Well, actually, it's my grand dog. Okay. And it was a first-time um, visit that I had when they went to, they went out to Minneapolis, and I just had the dog with me. And I have a question because I know I'm going to be babysit- dog-sitting again. All right. So the dog is Sarita. She is two and a half years old. She's a mixed um, breed. She had been in a shelter for, I think, about 15 months. Okay. Um, and she's very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, her most dominant breed is, let's say I wrote it down, an American Staffordshire okay. Terrier. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then a bit of a Australian Shepherd and Chow Chow. Okay. And she has pulled um, one of her walkers to the ground. Oh, wow. So I'm wondering, I've heard about a waste leash and don't be going down that road if you (laughs) you don't even go down that road if that dog can't walk on a buckle collar decently then this dog you don't ever put that waist one on you're going to be in the hospital and the bill won't be pretty (laughs) okay okay so because you're you would be fully pulled Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or drag. Okay, drag would be a better... <laughs> and there okay. she goes. She's got road rash all over. Oh Not the dog, you. <laughs> so then I know... You're okay. Gonna have productions. But see, otherwise, but see, when and I, what I just started uh, is, uh, is let's walk nicely class. All we do is work. All I do is work on people to have their dogs. We take an hour. And we get the right training collar on, and I teach you how to get that dog to respond correctly to that collar, so you can go for a nice walk. The problem is, what is that I collar. Well, the, the thing is, is what it sounds like this strong of a dog. How many pounds? Do you know how many pounds? I think about 43. Okay. Um, personally, I would put a pinch collar on her. You know, the, to- the collar that looks like a torture device out of 1800 that everybody hates? But I fit okay. mine different. Uh, most trainers fit them very snug and up behind the back of the ears. I think that is totally not good because... Any collar that you have on your dog, what happens is that if they're when they're paying attention, there should be no collar pressure whatsoever. So okay. I fit my pinch collars or any of my training collars so it slides over the head and slides off. Slides okay. on, 
flies off. All right. So that then they're, they're, when the collar is totally loose, there is no collar pressure. Now, the dog has a choice. I can listen to the word heel. And if I don't, then all of a sudden a correction is going to come. Dogs learn mm-hmm. by trial and error. They do this. This happens. They do that. That happens. All right. And okay. so that's why you would do well to do even a private class, you know, to get it so that you understand how to use the collar correctly so that you can go for a nice walk. Most people are using harnesses and all that does is restrain. It doesn't train the dog. It just teaches them to pull harder and, you know, and farther because it's just like, if let's say you want to go to the next room and I say, no, you're not going to the next room. So Mm -hmm. I grab your arm and pull you my way. Now Mm -hmm. you're going to pull even harder to get to that room, right? Okay, right. And see, that's what harnesses do. They restrain. They don't train. And that's why you've got to find a a, a training collar, whether it's a pinch collar, a star mark, a gentle leader. There's so many different ones out there. We just got to find what will work for that particular personality. It doesn't have to do with breeds. It has to do with the personality of the dog. And so that's why the Herm Springer uh, pinch collar is the best one out there. You can get it online. The Herm Springer. Herm, H-E-R-M, Springer, uh-huh. S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. It's from, okay. they're, they're from Germany, all right? Those, okay. There's other ones, and they're cheap ones, and there's a reason why they're cheap. These ones here, they're more expensive. They're about 22, 25 bucks, but they're okay. well worth the investment. And you'd want the 3.25 mm, 3.25 mm. Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. And Thank then you. I would get, yeah, but I would get, a, they do have packages of extra links, I would get an extra links uh, package. They come in three. I would get an extra just in case you need to add links because you can add and take out links as needed. All right. And so the thing is, but but like I said, it's a pop and then release it. Most people want to pull the dog or restrain the dog if they don't feel like they have them. And then that can desensitize. So as the minute you feel the dog pulling, you give it a pop or a snap, a quick snap. And then say you're walking where it heal. And then when the dog, you know, oh, very nice. Good job. Don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the headsy. Okay. Right. It's like saying recess. You don't have to think. So when the dog <laughs> is doing something well, you just very calmly go, thank you. You're doing nice. You stay calm so they can connect the learning dots and follow through with what you're trying to teach them. So anyway, yeah, but that's perfect, what I, Katie. I would yeah. try that. But a lot of people uh, put a bandana on them. Some people are adverse because they think it's a torture device and it's not. It's one of the most humane collars out there if it's fitted right, loosely, not tightly. Okay. Oh, perfect. I will pass this on to my family and oh, this should make a big difference. Oh, it's going to make a huge difference. Otherwise, come up to a private lesson with me and we'll take care of it. Okay, kiddo. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I know a lot of people probably just uh, breath took a deep breath. Pinch collar. They call it a pinch, a tooth, or a, you know whatever uh, collar. But see what it does? It brings mom back into the room, and you know. But most trainers fit these very snug and up behind the ears, and that's where my problem lies. You know that is constant pressure, and then on nerves most dogs, and then they start becoming reactive because it's like, how do I get rid of this? You know this pressure. So that's why I fit mine. So then when you put them on over the head, you put your hands on the top tines so that in case a dog turns his eyes or his head, he doesn't poke his eye with the tines. So you slide it on, slide it off. And then also, too, I um, I have a what I call a it's a nylon slip collar, very thin that I call the reserve. So in case that pinch collar would accidentally come apart, the dog isn't running free. You know, it's so you want a nylon 
slip collar that's just very thin, okay? Uh, a sole nylon one. And then you hook the two together. And then, so, but anyway, that's why I wish people would. And hopefully I will get this class together, you know, let's walk nicely. And then also, yes, manners, please. I'll be having that. But like I said, right now with the surgeries for my kidneys, you know, I just had surgery Thursday, made it through. Yay, me. Yes. We got the ones unstuck. Now we just have to get the kidney infection out of my right kidney and then we can go ahead and get those. So hopefully I don't want to set up stuff in case I need to have surgery and have to redo that. Right, so, yeah. So, we'll, so hopefully we'll hit a beat after here. So, so just pay attention to my my, uh, my website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Okay, we're going to be back with more of your calls, so don't hang up. Oh, oh what, what else are we going to do here? How do elephants smell? How do elephants smell? We'll be back. An idea has just been born. No one has seen it yet. It's tiny but with the potential to change everything. Every new idea is precious in this way, sometimes fragile or half-baked. Its worth might not be immediately obvious. To survive, we must protect their little sparks. There it goes. Good luck, little guy. So many ideas like this are never realized. They could have been so much more than a line in an email or a mumble on a video call. When ideas are explored on Miro, the visual collaboration whiteboard, they're seen by the whole team in real time. Thoughts come to life and grow through team collaboration. Miro is a space where all ideas are taken seriously, and seriously good ideas come together in unexpected ways. Join over 30 million people collaborating at Miro.com. M I R O.com.